This is an ABC podcast. This is the problem. Take a pair of scales of the old-fashioned into one thing. G'day, Dr Carl here. Now, a little while ago on this program, I had a close look at the now familiar concept of our carbon footprint a measure of the greenhouse emissions created by an organisation, an event, or mostly a person like you and me. It became a way to monitor our carbon emissions and to actively try to reduce our impact on the environment. But we heard that the efforts of individuals in reducing the average carbon footprint is not as significant as actions at corporate and government levels. After doing that story, I started to wonder, how exactly did the concept of the carbon footprint get so embedded into our psyche? And why? Well, it turns out it was popularised by a marketing campaign in the mid-2000s, constructed by the company Ogilvy and Mather. And they were hired by British Petroleum. British Petroleum, or BP, is one of the largest fossil fuel companies on the planet. And it doesn't have a particularly clean environmental and safety record. In 1967, Britain had its largest ever oil spill, 120,000 cubic metres, when the BP ship Torrey Canyon was wrecked. In 2005, the BP refinery in Texas City exploded and killed 15 workers. In 2006, the Prudhoe Bay oil spill was the largest ever on Alaska's North Slope, BP again. And in 2010, BP was responsible for the Deepwater Horizon oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico. This release of some three quarters of a million cubic metres of crude oil is still the largest accidental release of oil into marine waters ever. In recent years, concerns about environmental degradation and climate change have been growing. So by 2001, BP had rebranded itself with a new name, Beyond Petroleum, spelled all in lowercase. It also gave itself a nice bright yellow and green sunburst logo. And in 2004, with great fanfare, it unveiled its carbon footprint calculator. The goal was that ordinary citizens could see how their activities were contributing to global warming. The subtext was that having families, buying food and going to and from work, that was the real cause of global warming. BP also told us that it's, and I quote, time to go on a low-carbon diet, unquote. So, given they've been encouraging people to reduce their carbon footprints, has BP been serious about a low-carbon diet for itself? Or was this just a marketing campaign to shift blame onto the consumers? Well, BP still produced virtually as much oil and gas in 2019 as it did in 2005. 3.8 million barrels of oil equivalent per day versus 4 million. 
In 2019, BP made its largest purchase of gas and oil reserves since 2002 when it nabbed a new swathe of West Texas. The reason was, according to Beyond Petroleum, to give them, and I quote, a strong position in one of the world's hottest oil patches, unquote. So what moves are they making to move beyond petroleum? Well, until 2020, BP had been spending about half a billion dollars per year investing in renewable energy, according to Bernard Looney, the CEO of BP. Just a fraction of its annual revenue. But in 2020, they said they intend to increase this to $5 billion a year by the year 2030. Of course, the problem is that plentiful energy is essential to our modern world. And unfortunately, most of our energy is still married to fossil fuel. So while reducing our individual carbon footprint is important, significant reductions depend on a major shift at higher levels. Two-thirds of global carbon dioxide and methane emissions are generated by just 90 major industrial carbon producers, which have excelled at turning coal, gas and oil into the energy and products we need for our modern lives. And if we zoom in on these companies, just 20 of them are directly linked to more than one-third of all modern-era greenhouse gas emissions. As Michael Mann, the climate scientist who came up with the famous hockey stick curve of global warming, famously said, and I quote, The great tragedy of the climate crisis is that seven and a half billion people must pay the price in the form of a degraded planet so that a couple of dozen polluting interests can continue to make record profits, unquote. So, have companies like BP been shifting blame through clever marketing and slowing down the shift from fossil fuels to renewables all to continue registering enormous profits? The answer to that is, of course, very complicated. We have known for decades that fossil fuels are the major source of global warming. And certainly, these companies have fared pretty well despite a push towards lower carbon emissions. But then again, the motivation of a business is usually to just make money and continue growing, and fossil fuel companies have largely been allowed to continue doing just that. Government regulation, legal battles, bad press and public opinion can help shape the decisions of businesses though. And it seems that these are beginning to have an effect. Increasingly, companies are trying to develop more of a social conscience, perhaps just to stave off bad press, or perhaps because their leaders and staff and shareholders think that it's the right thing to do. Regardless, it seems the idea of taking personal responsibility for one's own carbon footprint has become such a potent concept that money-making businesses are starting to be held accountable for their carbon footprint too. And luckily, we have seen that things can change quickly when there's concerted action from the top down. Way back, when we understood the repercussions of having an enormous ozone hole, there was quick and decisive policy change. 
The scientific discovery that CFCs could damage the ozone layer was made in 1973. Those scientists won a Nobel Prize. In 1985, the data came in, confirming that ozone depletion was actually happening. CFCs were banned just two years later, in 1987. And businesses? They found ways to adapt. With climate change, the scientific discovery that we humans were causing it came in around 1990. Three decades has been a long time to wait for real action. But hopefully, soon, we'll start to see the biggest carbon footprints shrinking. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.